Hey, everybody. Are you with me when I say life can be amazing at times, but it can also be extremely challenging? I know. I've been there myself. Learned some valuable life lessons along the way, and now I'm here to help you. It's no coincidence you've found your way to the Relevate podcast. I'm your host, Rena Olson, a self-proclaimed inspirer of others. Together, we're going to dive deep into raw and honest conversations with real people. My hope is that through these stories, you too will be inspired and ready to tackle whatever's holding you back or breaking your heart. Then you'll be free to live a life of purpose and true fulfillment. I promise it's possible. Let's Relevate. Hey friends, welcome to the Relevate Podcast. I don't know about you, but I need something upbeat in my life like now as we work our way through the coronavirus scare. Jesus in his teachings was clear that we should not live in fear. Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. I'm going with that and an abundance of hand sanitizer with a strategy to continue to live my life full and abundantly. Now, on with the episode, which is absolutely chock full of love, sparkle, and light. This episode is about using your God-given talents in service to others. My guest, Bernie Leonard and Jackie Hansard, are a mother-daughter force of good who are using their profession as hairstylist as a platform to carry out their bigger mission of servant leadership. Enjoy this episode. We are rolling. This is our first podcast. <laughs> this is awesome. Bernie and Jackie, it is such a pleasure to be here with you today in the Bernie Salon. And welcome to the Relevate Podcast. We are very excited to be here and to be part of your vision of inspiring others and to be the best that they can be. Serena, thank you so much for having us here this morning. We're so honored and excited to be a part of this. Well, you two just inspire me with how you conduct yourselves and how you love other people. And um, this place is, I just feel peace when I walk in the door. So thank you for being an extension of my team and for all you do in loving people and and making people better. So it's going to be fun to, to dig into exactly how you do that. I know a lot about each of you, but I think my listeners might like a little bit of background about each of you. So who would like to go first? Mom, you want to go? Sure, I'll go first. (laughs) I think if I had to describe one word about myself, I would have to say blessed. Mm. And I know you all have probably heard me say this before, that if I was to die today, I just say every day I thank God for the life that he has given me and the opportunities that he's given me, that I'm just extremely passionate about adding value to others' lives daily. I enjoy serving. I love to personally grow even within myself, like every day, mm-hmm. how can I learn something to be a little bit better? And I just love the opportunity to work alongside also with my daughter as we co-own Bernie Inc. And I've been married for 36 years now. I'm deeply rooted in family and relationships. I have two children, Andrew and Jackie, and 
We've been blessed with their spouses, Wesley and Kaylin. I have 10 brothers and sisters. That is amazing. Is that crazy? Crazy. A mother and father that have instilled in me. I would have to say the one word that they instilled in me the most is humility. Mm -hmm. And um, I've had the opportunity to own a salon when I was 24 years old. I started my first salon and it actually, I opened it with no vision, no direction, no mission and closed it down. Do you know you just wanted to do hair and you started from there? Um, I knew I wanted to do hair when I was in high school. I had a passion for for doing hair and making other people feel good and graduated from high school with my beauty license. And from there, just continued to have, and from this day, I've never even looked back. I absolutely love doing hair to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and you just answered all the questions in one. <laughs> but I absolutely just love doing hair and knew that it was going to be my, my driving force and my passion for my whole entire life. Mm, that's awesome. So where are you from originally, the Midwest? Originally from Ohio. That's where I went to school. and um, I love that story. Can you tell them why, why you went to beauty school and how you switched schools, though? Because I, I think that's an important <laughs> part of how you, how you became a hairdresser, yeah. that you really wanted to do it. So I was actually going to a college preparatorial school in ninth and 10th grade, and I had not been to the public school system as of up to that point. And why, I rem- why was that? Well, because we grew up Catholic, and we had gone from first grade all the way through twelfth. They had a call, you know, they had a, a Catholic school that my parents mm-hmm. had sent us to. And I remember going home and asking my parents if I could go to beauty school, which was in the public school system. So I would actually leave the Our Lady of the Elms, is what it was called, and start to go to the public school system that had a cosmetology program. And so I started, my dad said to me, well, you know, if you, if this is really what you want to do, then, you know, as long as you continue educating yourself, my father had a love for learning and he would always say, okay, what'd you, what are you learning today? And his whole passion behind him was education. And he said, as long as you continue to, to grow in your education. And so off to beauty school, I went in my little white uniform didn't know a soul, got on the bus, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and it started there. So it was a lot of fun. It was an adventure. So when I look back, I look at, I really had a desire to get into the beauty field, and a strong one if I left all of my friends and everybody at the school that I was at to start a brand new school in 11th grade where I didn't know anybody. Oh my gosh. And um, pursue Such bravery too. And pursue the beauty field. That's very cool. Jackie Rose. Yes. So Tell I, me a little bit about you, girlfriend. I am Jackie. I am 27 years old and I am um, Bernie's daughter and Steve's daughter. And I have, I forgot everything about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Love her. Well, and I think you're somebody's wife now, too. I am. So I have been married. Um, I am a newlywed. I got married in October of last year. So it's been about six months since we've been married. And it has been so much fun. Um, My sweet husband's name is Wesley. And we have a five-pound little Yorkie named Obi. And um, it has just been so much fun being a wife. And that has been a great new adventure. I am a hairdresser of almost 10 years this year. Wow. Which is kind of crazy to think about. 
You were a baby when you started. I was. I was 18 when I first started. So I um, knew in high school that that is what I wanted to do. Um, I remember coming home, I think I was in 10th grade, and I told my mom, and I was like, I want to become a hairdresser. And she's like, wait, do you even like me? Are you sure you want to be a hairdresser? Because, you know, when you're in 10th grade and you and your mama don't always get along too well. So I find that so hard. (laughs) I know. Looking back now, I'm like... We've come a long way, but, um, so I went actually that year and signed up for cosmetology school. I started when I graduated high school, um, almost as soon as I was finished with high school and I worked for my mom during, during that time. And so once I went to cosmetology school, I decided that I did not want to work for my mom. I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to become my own hairdresser and have my own journey. And so, yes, right, at 18. Um, So I worked down in Buckhead for a couple years, and I loved my job that I had there. It was a very um, very good opportunity and a very good learning, and I thought long term that's where I saw myself. Um, up until really when my uncle got sick, one of my mom's brothers, um, uncle Chris had leukemia and he was super, super sick at the time. And so, um, I really learned how important family was to me and I just wanted to be able to be there as much for him. And I couldn't do that at that job. So that was part of the reason why I left. And I told my mom that I think I was going to quit. And she said that I needed to stay. And so I needed to stay and try it out for a couple more months and then I couldn't go. (laughs) So, um, I said, okay, that's, that's some wisdom right there. And so I stayed for a couple more months and kept doing what I was doing and just making sure I made the right decision. And I called her up again and I said, I think it's time for me to go. And so I said, I think I'm gonna come work for you in the meantime. And so that was, (laughs) so did y'all ever talk about that being in the realm of possibility? Not really. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, say so would you mom well I knew down the road that she would definitely come work for me you know but at that particular I mean I was maybe I'm trying to we didn't really talk about it yeah too we didn't really talk much. about it too much because actually I was kind of on that time a different page mm-hmm. so you know I was headed in the direction of doing more consulting mm-hmm. more teaching more coaching we weren't set up as a salon at that time I was doing a little bit of hair but not as much as I was doing you know, in my years past. So I was kind of headed on a different path. So I was wanting her to, you know, kind of learn the roots and kind of almost, you know, go through her own little um, path at first. And so, yeah, eventually we kind of merged again. Yeah. So I started working, I've been working for my mom for seven years now. And, um, and I'm so thankful for everything that I went through just to get to where I am today, because I think it really makes me appreciate her. Mm -hmm. Um, and the salon that we have created together over the past, over the past few years. Um, and so it's just been such a fun journey and it's such a blessing to be able to work alongside my mom. I didn't, I didn't know, or I didn't see seven Mm -hmm. years ago that we would be where we were today. And it's been so fun just to get to grow together and to work every day with each other. Yeah. Well, I love it because Y'all are such a seamless team. And Bernie does the cutting, you do the color, y'all collaborate on each and every person. And it's just, um, it's such a a beautiful thing. And just, I mean, I can see the type of relationship y'all have. And it seems to be so much respect and 
it's just really a beautiful thing. It's fun. We really Good job, y'all. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> learned how to work together how to over do that the, dance. I'm yeah, sure it took a while. It did. I would it it took us a while. Luckily, my mom's super patient and she's very soft spoken and very kind hearted. And so we would have, you know, a lot of conversations of, hey, this is great. Hey, maybe let's not do that next time or whatever it may be. But she was a good mentor to have. That's awesome. Y'all are so cute. <laughs> Y'all are such buddies too. <laughs> we are. I would yeah, we're definitely best friends. We're definitely she's my person. Yeah. Aww. I just made you speechless. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is one story I'll give on that. Growing up, she learned how to, do you want to tell or you want me to tell the eating ice cream story? So I'll tell part of it and you can chime in. So say growing up, like if I was in high school and maybe I would get out of the car and I would slam the door and roll my eyes and she would say, Jackie, next time you do that, I'm going to turn your phone off. And I was like, okay, mom. So like a month would go by, I would get back out of the car, I would slam the door, roll my eyes and I would go into school and my phone would be off. And so, and I would call her on somebody else's. I'm like, mom, something's wrong with my cell phone. She's like, I told you the next time that you did this, this was your consequence. And so she never really punished me right there. That was always a thing that if I did something, I would be like, mom, what, like, am I grounded? Like, what am I doing? She's like, I'm still thinking about it. And so it'd be like a week later. I'm like, Ooh, yay, oh, mom forgot. <laughs> and she did not. And so she never, she always kind of like, she wanted to be very rational with her thinking. And mm, so that's good. she called it eating ice cream because I love ice cream. And so we would go out and she would be, or we would go shopping or doing something fun. And she'd be like, Hey, what happened? What was that? Why did you act that way? And I'll be like, Oh mom, I'm so sorry. I was just tired or I had a bad day at school. And she's like, okay, but you can't, you can't act like that. And so she would never react in the heat of the moment. And mm. so that's, that's trans- so hard, isn't it? Being a parent <laughs> is so hard. You're just like, and so sometimes. that's transferred into our relationship mm. at work where mm-hmm. if something, where if we, you know, I'm like, Hey, I don't, I don't think that, or she says that we would, we never conflict at work. And so it would be later on, we would call each other and be like, Hey, you know, I'm sorry that I was in a bad mood or, and so I think that's big part of the reason of why we can work. Mm so well together is because we're so calm we're never frustrated at each other and when we are it's a topic for discussion of later it's never in the heat of the moment I always say that never react emotionally mm-hmm. always take a minute or two even if it's a an hour a day a week mm-hmm. until your thoughts can go through rationally right and because your brain gets scrambled when you're in the the heat of the moment and your brain just kind of locks down and you really cannot think no. Your, t- your mouth still goes. Yes. But you really can't think rationally. And it teaches, it teaches you really to be a good leader. And that's one of the things mm-hmm. that I admire about Jackie mm-hmm. is that through the years, I have seen her grow for being as young as she is and her discipline as far as wanting to be the best that she can be. And I think one of the hardest things to do as a leader is to, you know, when you look at people is is influence them and you look at your team, it's the successes that they create. And they're always watching on how you react in situations and always and to take those moments to kind of stop and reflect and to pause and to react in a manner that's going to benefit them, where both parties learn and become better through it, is mm-hmm. is just a great quality to have as you continue to lead. You're a wise woman, Bernie. <laughs> she sure is. So wise. So Bernie, I know there's uh, like doctors, I mean, education, you talked about your dad really 
put a value on educations. So he didn't miss a beat when you said, I want to be a hairstylist. No, he didn't. And I, I love that. Yeah, that's one thing that I've loved about both my, my mother and my father is that they really loved each and every one of us unconditionally. And whatever we pursued in life, they were on our team. So, And they trusted you to make that decision on what was best for you. Yes. And I think that's where a lot of parents fail. They want, you know, like you have an unfulfilled dream, so then you kind of channel it into your child instead of letting them be true to who they are as a person. So that's, that's very cool that, that you had that, that role model, those role models in your life. Yeah, the support system behind me was definitely there and continues to this day with each and every one of my brothers and sisters. I, my dad is, is passed away uh, for several years now, and, but his, um, his principles are definitely mm-hmm. still instilled in all of us. Yeah, let's talk about that because you've even immortalized those principles into signage that's hanging around here, right? Yes, When he passed away, uh, Jackie and I have always had a, I would have to say, a servant leadership role as far as leading people. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we have realized is that as we continue to lead as leaders, it's sometimes you think it's about what you get from your people. But what we realized is, is what can we give to our people around us? How can we add value to the lives, not only within the hair industry, but also within the community. Yes. And so we kind of have taken on more of a servant leadership role, even within the salon, as well as an extension into the community. And we've always had a heart for giving back. Mm -hmm. And I think that the reason to be is, is because we have had so many people invest in our lives. And when you have people invest in your lives, I feel like it's, a gift to be able to give back what you have been graciously given. Absolutely. So as we started to reassess our mission and our vision for the salon, not only to give the clients exceptional service, creating a sanctuary for them coming in here, but putting education at the top, the third part of it was to give back to the community. And so as we were assessing that, we were coming up with just different ideas on how to, what organization or how, where were we going to put our time into? At one point, it was giving back to women that we started a wig gallery at Bernadette's Hair Salon, giving back to women that had breast mm-hmm. cancer and creating a safe haven for them to come to, which is still there today. And But as we were assessing, and right after my father passed away, we decided that we were going to give back to men's organizations because he, was, he had grown up in, a, in an orphanage. And we started looking around and thought, how can we impact these organizations? And one of the first things that Jackie and I did was come up with principles that he had instilled in us so that we maybe could instill them or give that gift to other people that maybe didn't have a dad like we had or, you know, had a family like we had. And so we wrote down different principles and it's been kind of like a, a, what would you call it, Jackie? Like a 
a guide. I think it's a guide for my grandpa. My grandpa Mm. was an amazing man and, um, he passed away when I was in middle school. So it's been a while and he left us with such a guide for our life Mm. and, and it's just something really to live by. And so I actually have his hanging up in my house. It's in my office. So I'm reminded every day by it. We had, um, the men at no longer bound Mm -hmm. make it. So they're just simple things like never stop learning to always be a good listener, to Mm -hmm. live humbly Never say more than you have to. Mm -hmm. When in a crisis, react rationally. Love unconditionally. Always have faith in God and remember your blessings. And so they're simple. That's something that you could use every day in your life. And But I know that I'm blessed just to have had a grandpa like him in my life. The words that always comes to mind when I think of my dad and is the word legacy because... I always think that when people think of legacy, they think, does it have to be a big nonprofit? Does it have to be an organization, a company you're leaving behind, monetarily stuff? But a legacy is these principles. It's how your actions are daily. It's the simple things in life. It could be just being present with someone. It could be being focused with someone. It could be taking your daughter to Dairy Queen. It could be spending extra time with your husband. It could be taking that phone and setting it down when you're in conversation with someone. So I love that word because it's such a a beautiful word for people to remember that it's being intentional about your daily living. And those little actions that really mean so much in the end. Yes. It's those daily deposits that you put in every day that make a difference. And it doesn't have to always be something so big. Yes. And that, that has brought us a lot of joy and fulfillment to be able to go out and share with these men's organizations like No Longer Bound and give them that gift that um, we have been so graciously given. Yes, definitely. Well, and with your dad, I love God's economy and his stories, how if you let him, he's never done with your life. And where you start is not where you end up if you, if you let him work in your life. So take your dad, for example, who, do you know what happened to his parents and why he ended up in an orphanage? Well, his dad was actually um, killed in the army at an early age. Mm-hmm. And then his mom raised him and then she got very sick. So she ended up having to put him in the orphanage. And then, and that's one of the other reasons that I think Jackie and I decided to also give back to the men's organizations too because so many times, even though our stories are so different than theirs, my dad didn't have a father. And he, you know, his mom was still there, but, you know, she was sick a lot, but he didn't have that role model. And he became the best father to us 10 children that any child could ever have. And so I love stories like that because it's in my challenging times and in the times that I have had failure. And I always like to think of challenges and failure as gold because they help you persevere and they give you opportunity. If you stop and you reflect on them and you take the good and the bad from them and become the person that you are today. And it's like you said, His journey has added to our journey. Like his story started off as being in an orphanage, but 
how he has led us to be the people we are today through a lot of his challenges that he had at an early age, but it inspires us to be the best we can be. Yeah, that's so good. How amazing. And I think as a society, we really need to be lifting up men to step into their true fulfillment as leaders of the family. You know, we just don't celebrate that a lot. And I think their role is just critical. Yes. I really do. How awesome to have that, that strong, wonderful role model, because a lot of us, you know, a lot of us don't. That's very true. Right. Yeah. And, but, you know, when, when there's that absence, you know, you can help fill it with mentoring um, the local church, you know, and a lot of times I think people don't, don't even realize when there's an absence like that of a strong male figure in your life. Um, but I think as people, when we're loving on people, God usually fills those gaps somehow, some way yeah. with time. With time. Yeah. And for a lot of those men at No Longer Bound, it could be the influence of y'all saying, hey, let me tell you about my dad. Exactly. You know, you just never know where, where the inspiration is going to come from. And how that's going to impact somebody. It's like at Christmas time, we we uh, actually have some of the men come over and spend Christmas with us. And, and I love that too. My sister and her husband opened their home. And once again, it's just a nice avenue and a nice moment for them to kind of see our family interact with all of them mm-hmm. and kind of give back in, in that way too, wouldn't you say, Jackie? Yeah, I would say so. Y'all love on those guys in a whole <laughs> lot of ways. How else do you serve the men at No Longer Bound? Oh, the men at No Longer Bound, they have a, uh, No Longer Bound itself have a very special place into our heart. We have been working alongside No Longer Bound um, for seven years. This will be our eighth year. And that's how we met. Yes, that is how we met Miss Frina. And so we got started with No Longer Bound from doing a purse auction. We put on a purse auction every year and everything we raise goes 100% to No Longer Bound. And so um, it's grown over the past seven years. This year will be eight. And Okay, um, so let me stop you there. Okay. If you can explain what a purse auction yes. is, so. because it took me, I was like, a purse auction? What? <laughs> What is that, Jackie? Oh my gosh, the purse auction. Um, So what a purse auction is, is we were brainstorming and Bernie looked at me one one day in our staff meeting and I think it was just me and you. We might've had one of our assistants there at the time, but, um, and she said, we need to get back to the community. So let's come up with some ideas of how we can do so. And so I started researching and I was like, mom, let's do a purse auction. She's like, what exactly is that? And I was like, I don't really know, but I think we can, we can figure it out. So we have, um, Bernie and I will go buy <laughs> brand new purses. We've made lots of connections over the past years and, um, we have a live auctioneer that donates his time and he auctions off all the handbags. So we have about 50 to 75 designer handbags and brand new, brand gorgeous, new, yes, beautiful. handbags. <laughs> Serious. I know I'm, I want all of them. Um, and so, and then we have a room where we have new purses that people can just purchase. So if one of the bags goes for super high and maybe you can't get that, then you can go into the room and you can get a purse. And so, um, and then now No Longer Bound comes with all their stuff from their furniture store. And so we auction off, it's about a three hour event and we auction off all those handbags. And last year we raised close to, I think 30,000. 
we're really bad with numbers. We our <laughs> our heart is it's like just being able to give yeah. give back. And so I think our first year when we started, we raised three thousand, and so it's just mm, grown. Um, we had almost three hundred people attend last year, um, and it's a completely free event that yeah. we put on. And you do raffles. We do raffle baskets, and it's it's so much fun. Have just food. I mean, it's yeah, really a social. Tam's backstage. Too. They're super generous to us, and they donate all the all the appetizers and desserts. And um, we have somebody that donates the barn to us. So we're just Mm. very blessed in that opportunity to have. Yeah. And one of the things that we always say too about the event is that it's also like Jackie said, not necessarily about just raising the money, even though the money is important for the men and it it helps with the definitely important, but it's also about planting seeds Mm -hmm. with, we feel like, you know, we enjoy planting the seeds within the community about how they can also get involved with no longer bound or maybe give back and or maybe their son or husband goes through the program we've had several people that have gone through the program Um, I was actually just talking to one of the guys this week and he just said again thank you for your family for saving my life because we just got to invest into into his it was actually his mom that got him in there but Mm -hmm. um, some Mm -hmm. of that money from the purse auction was able to go to help sponsor him get in the program so it's neat to be able to do things like that and to have a bigger, bigger impact than just, than just raising money. And those aren't just words. I mean, he no. is very serious. He's when very, he yeah, says his addiction that. was super deep. So he's very serious now that he's, I think he's about three years sober. So it's uh-huh. awesome. Yeah. I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Give out a shout of praise for, yes. for that praise one God. and all of them. Yes. Um, because... I don't know, when, when I was there at No Longer Bound, that was kind of my surprise because I'd never really worked with people who had severe addiction. And the guys were all just so amazing. They are. So creative, so talented, so personable, so wonderful, you know, and to for them to have a another chance at life mm-hmm. and um, to see the families come back together because, oh my God, the poor families. I mean, my heart, my heart really goes out to the families because they endure so much with loving someone who has addiction so yeah that's what we learn I would say a lot we get to see them in their best though you (laughs) know I forget that they are I I do I forget that they were an addict and that they have these lives and they're telling me about their stories and I'm like wait yeah really (laughs) because I'm looking at them as a new man as a regenerated man so it's pretty amazing to see what what they can transform. To see what God can do. Yeah, because we get the opportunity. We cut their hair. Mm -hmm. And so we've been doing that for about four or five years now. And we go over about once a month, every other month. And it's fun because we get to meet them, some of them on their first day, or maybe they're two weeks into the program and they're quiet and they don't talk and they're shy and they're embarrassed to be there. And we get to watch them over the year and their confidence begin to come back and they begin to feel better and look better. And that's probably one of our favorite things of why we why we cut their hairs because it's neat to hear and to watch their journey take place over over that course and see them really change. Yeah. So I think this is a good transition to talk about hair mm-hmm. and how a really nice haircut when you're at a rehab center, how that can be a building block for helping you get better. Why why is that so? You know, I I always thought of my mission is to make every person feel more beautiful that sits in my chair. And I always thought mm. 
of that as my women in my chair, right? We, our clientele is mainly women. We do have a few, we do have some men, but it's mainly, it's mainly women. And so when we started cutting hair, I didn't realize that a haircut can make a guy feel so good. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the very first things that I learned why we were there is to see their, their smile and their confidence begin to come back. And that goes until, um, last time or right before Christmas, we went to give the guys haircuts before they got to go home. And we brought one of, she was my assistant at the time, and she's now a stylist for us here, Kayla. And there was two things that I remember about that day when we brought Kayla. Um, one of the guys just started the program. He was a couple weeks in, and his hair was curly, dark, about down to his shoulders. He's probably in his mid-30s. And he said that he normally gets a buzz cut. And I said, are you sure? Your hair is so long. And I said, when was the last time you got a haircut? And he said, well, it's been about a year. I've been in jail. I was like, oh, okay. And so... Kayla got to cut his hair that day. And the two things that I remember was one, his smile person after person came up and said, he looks completely different. He is radiating down there. He has so much confidence after his haircut. Cause it was a major transformation. And so did you buzz it or did you? Yeah, cut it? we, she buzzed it on the sides and kind of left a little bit of length on the top. So mm-hmm. we probably cut, she cut off like six inches. Yeah. It was like a big, uh-huh. big change. And so he, and a person came up and the second thing I remember about that day was watching Kayla. And it was, I think her first time realizing that our job isn't just cutting hair. Our job is that you can make people feel better and that you can impact people by doing what we're, by doing our craft, by cutting mm-hmm. hair and that it can really make a difference in somebody's life and their confidence and their self-esteem. And I think she got to see it firsthand because Bernie and I, we get to see it every day. We're, we're, we love those opportunities, but as a new stylist, it was very neat to watch both of them go through that together. Yeah. I'd have to say the same thing. It was, it was nice to be able to share that opportunity with her too. And to see that in giving, you know, we all like to receive gifts and receive things at time, which is nice. Who doesn't, right? But in giving, how much you receive yes. and how much fulfillment that brings. And it was good to see both of them because they were both so grateful. He was so grateful for her and the haircut, and she was just as grateful to be able to give it. Yeah. Well, and I... One of my life's mission now is to help break that stigma that exists around addiction. And I think you two in particular are <laughs> stigma busters because you're in the trenches with these guys saying, you can do it. You were worthy. Look how amazing you look with that haircut. I'm going to get out here. I'm going to raise money. I'm going I'm to do my part to help. So thank you for being in the trenches with us because it, it, it really is going to take a whole lot of that to begin to turn the tide on this yeah. and for us to embrace people who struggle. You know, it is not a moral failing. No, yeah. and it's not. And when you learn, I think that's, you don't, if you take the time to learn about people's life, you begin to understand you them. Go. And so when you, you when you start to hear somebody's story or you hear one of these guys, your heart breaks and they're crying and you're crying and you're everybody and you just begin to learn who they are and hear their background. And you're like, well, if I probably had that background, I would I would do that too. Exactly. And so it's it stems it from brokenness. It does. And it so it makes does. you just less judgmental. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, um, just to touch on that one more second is that one of the things that we do also at the purse auction 
and at No Longer Bound is Jackie always comes up. We come up with like a theme or a word mm-hmm. and for the auction and for the whole event. And she takes the time to interview the guys and to tell their story and to make sure that, you know, we're very sensitive mm-hmm. in about capturing that moment, you know. So not only telling their story, but also seeing the growth that kind of comes through that so that they also feel the gift of giving by being able to impact the people in the audience. And I love that because um, that's part of what the big part I would have to say of the purse auction that Jackie spends the most time on because she actually does the interviewing and the speaking and the inspiration, but how much we have learned by doing that, by giving back in that area too. I mean, that's one of my favorite things is, is, is the actual impacting the audience with, with that, and because you don't know how many lives that you're touching. Oh my gosh! As and, well as and for those guys to have a chance to stand up there and say, "This is my story. Yeah. I got better. You can get better." Exactly. You know, just That's, to, to share the hope. Yeah, that recovery is possible because exactly. it is. It's it's a, it's a hard, long road, and it it just takes. <clears throat> you know, they say the opposite of addiction is not sobriety; it's connection. You know, so y'all are creating those connections. I know a lot of the guys still come come <laughs> around do. and get their hair cut, yeah. don't we they? We tell them that once they finish the program to come on in here. So that we'll have them stop by maybe about at least once a week. I feel like one's popping in here and we'll cut their hair while they're getting their feet back on the ground. But they get to come in and hang out and just continue to know that we're here supporting them. And we talk to them, I mean, almost regularly, regularly <laughs> on some of our guys. We check in and yeah. touch sure base. Yeah. Yeah. I can't hey, on social media, yeah. too. I'm we like, love them. Just thinking about you today. I hope you have a good day. You know, Rena, we love leadership and sharing as much as we can on the mission and the vision side of things. So last year we started doing classes over there. Do you want to elaborate on that oh, a little bit? Yeah, so that's a new thing that we started doing. Um, yeah, last year we would go about every couple weeks, every month, and we would speak to, they have different groups, whether they're new or they're interns or whatever they may be, and we would speak to the guys and teach them goal-setting classes and encourage them with leadership things and what they Very can cool. do when they get back out of the mm-hmm. program and like daily things they can implement. And so we've been doing that, and that's been one of our favorite things that newly that we started doing is just being able to spend time with them and encourage and to have a small setting um, and being able to talk and to give them a sense of purpose and to help them walk through a difficult situation. They'll come up and talk to us about different things at the end and just to be able to be somebody else, to be an an insider, maybe a woman, maybe they're having a hard time with their wife or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be, just to be able to be there for them in a in a leadership kind of way. That is cool. Yeah, we really have enjoyed that. Very cool. Okay, so I want to, before we, I mean, we've, we spent a lot of time on No Longer Round, which is amazing, but I, <laughs> I want I to flip back to hair and just, you know, there's that term having a bad hair day. When you're having a bad hair day, you really kind of have a bad <laughs> day. Why is hair so important? What is it about hair? I would have to say that I have two different takes on hair being important because, you know, have working, like, have had the time to work with cancer patients. Mm -hmm. We also see where when you don't have any hair that it has taught me a lot. It has taught me that it's more important to shine with, from within first. Mm -hmm. 
And that's why part of our mission and one of the things that Jackie and I always say is when people come in here, we want them to feel as beautiful from within as on the outside. So I have kind of two different views on it because I see a lot of beauty with people that don't have hair, but I also see the impact of how having hair can totally change your life and make you feel too. Mm -hmm. So I know that when, I think that's why our mission revolves around not only the beauty on the outside, but also on taking time when the client comes in to make sure they have a wonderful moment in the relaxation area, Mm. to make sure that when we take them up to the styling area that we spend time with them. And it's not just about getting them in and getting them out. Right. It's like, where are they at in life? How are they, do they have time to take care of their hair? What season of life are they in? So it's about the whole thing. And I think when you look at the client as more of a whole picture mm-hmm. instead of instead just of the hair, hair, right? that it makes people shine. Yeah. What would you say about that? I agree. Um, I think that that is one of our biggest missions. And when a person sits down in our chair, of course, we want them to love their hair. We want them to feel beautiful and feel confident and want them to walk out of here and to have somebody stop them and say, your hair is so pretty. I love it. Or I like your new style. Um, but it goes on the inside because beauty, I believe, radiates from within. And when they, when we get to invest and get to walk through different seasons of our clients' lives and hear about maybe whatever they're walking through um, and be able to do it with them and just to be able to be a light in their life at that time, I think that goes so much more than just hair. Yeah. And I love everybody that walks through the door. We're in the salon right now. And um, everybody that walks through the door, y'all are like, oh, Miss Smith, your hair looks so pretty. (laughs) I mean, there is so much love that you two have for each and every customer. Mm -hmm. I mean, I definitely feel it. Um, This is a a place of restoration for me. It truly is. And I just, you know, yes, I walk away with great (laughs) hair, but I mean, oh, the shampoo is magnificent. It's always so great to be in the presence of you two and y'all just, um, y'all just really have, have a, there's a magic in the air here. Mm -hmm. That's really kind of hard to explain. And that it, it comes through you two and that intentional, um, environment you've set to, to not only do hair, but to love on your customers. Yeah. And I think we, we train our girls, our staff members, our assistants, our stylists to do the same. And it goes, we're back into the relaxation room and someone's getting a shampoo. Maybe it's a widow. Maybe she's an older lady and she hasn't been touched in a long time. And so this is their only time to be able to have that gift of a touch and the gift of a touch is so important and to be able to feel like they're loved and that they're cherished and that Mm. they are important. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we explain to our girls from the first day they start. That's, we train them very hard back here, Mm -hmm. um, on that because some people don't receive that or it's maybe to talk to the lady a little bit longer because she does, she just goes home to an empty house. And so how can we make her day better Mm -hmm. and how can we, um, love on her even more. So you have to look at it more than just just a head of hair because in here yes. everybody's our family. We know everything and we love them and we encourage and walk through life and the trials. And so that's what we train our team on. It's something that is very important to us is to look at each person as an individual and see how can we serve them today. Yeah, because people share. Yeah. 
freely yeah. <laughs> with you. I mean, they, it's it's the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure sometimes that's that's hard to to have to to hear and and take on some of those burdens. Yeah, it is, and sometimes it's. Then it goes the other way where it's maybe a mama of three or four kids and this is their only time to have a silent moment. So it goes, we try to to be very aware of every situation and maybe they just need some peace and quiet and they don't want to be talked yeah. to and they just want to be able to be relaxed. And so it is, we do learn a lot about people. Moment. Yeah. Love those too. Me too. So let's talk about the consulting side of your business, which I think is super cool. I'll, I'll start. You want me to start? You start it, and then I can kind of add into it because you know I will. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> growing up, I was taught that education is the key to success. Um, as we talked about earlier, that stemmed from my grandpa, and that stemmed from my mom and my dad. And um, my grandpa, I always heard asking my mom, "What are you learning today?" And that transfers into her asking me, "What did you learn today?" And so that. Um, has led me into having a servant heart and to being able to give back because I've been so blessed in so many ways of different opportunities and traveling and education. And we um, have a heart for education and for teaching stylists in our industry and salon owners and just being able to invest into our own people, our own staff, but outside of our salon, Mm -hmm. the hairdressers, the beauty industry yeah, the whole industry as a whole and that's something that we are really gearing up into getting more into because that's where cool. um, our heart has kind of God's been leading us to that and we've mm-hmm. been listening and trying to hear what he's saying and been working very diligently behind the scenes mm-hmm. to um, start to do a little bit more of coaching and to um, get into more more of that because I think that that's that's really where one of our gifts lie Yeah, and I had the opportunity in owning Bernadette's salon. Which was your first. Which was one, yeah, my first salon. I have (laughs) a passion for adding value and coaching and giving back to the industry. So I developed my passion for coaching and teaching and leadership through my mom. Mm -hmm. And she, from the very early age, I saw her um, mentoring and being asked to speak a lot in our industry and getting to be able to give back to other hairdressers. And so as when at Bernie Inc., we go into different salons and we teach and we coach and we mentor towards um, owning a salon, but mm-hmm. also to the stylist. And so we offer classes. And But my passion for that began because of her. So what kind of things are you teaching? So we teach multiple things. Um, we teach leadership, how to train your team, how to work with the team, how to um, invest in yourself so you can be able to invest in others. And then for stylists, we teach color classes, balayage, cutting classes. Um, we are getting ready to launch um, doing extension classes. And that is something that we are so passionate about and where our heart lies. And that goes into every day with training our team. Um, right now we have three girls that we've trained. Um, two just became stylists and one's still assistant. She's still in high school. And getting to be able to teach them everything, how mm-hmm. to cut hair, how to style hair, how to shampoo, blow dry, 
um, curl, whatever that may be and how to speak to clients. Mm -hmm. But when we go into a salon to teach, we're going in there to, um, help them daily, how to impact their, their lives behind the chair so they can have a successful journey as a hairstylist. Cause I feel like we've been very blessed with our journey. So it's, it sounds like it's, um, it's some soft skills Mm -hmm. training, yeah, you know, like customer service because they probably get a good base when they're in cosmetology school or what. Yeah, they get the. Fa- it's like any college. It's you get the foundations mm-hmm. and then you go to work for somebody and you're like, I know nothing. Mm-hmm. And so from there, as our team, we train them the basics. We train them. They have the well. They have the basics. They have the foundation, and we say, how can we make you an extraordinary hairdresser? What do we need to do today to set you up for success? Because we want all of our girls to be successful. So yeah, the love from it came from when I had this Bernadette salon. We had about 48, 50 people working for us at that time. That's a big salon. It was a big salon. And we started with six and grew it to Mm -hmm. 50 people, 50 plus people. And at that time, we had different leaders within the industry, distributors coming in and out of the salon. And we got asked to speak on how we created this team. Like, mm-hmm. what was the success of the team? How did we seem to create where everybody was a leader? That there, Whether you were a front desk person, mm-hmm. whether you were a manager, whether you were a master stylist, at every level, there was harmony between people. So it intrigued me enough that when we got asked to do it, it was kind of out of my comfort zone at that time. But I started studying other leaders within the industry, like Stephen Covey, John Maxwell, Mm -hmm. and motivational speakers and people that were able to influence other people and inspire them and elevate them to be the best that they could be. And as I studied and took classes and interviewed other people that were in leadership roles, I started to develop a purpose and a desire to kind of give back to the, not only to the industry, but also to the people around me as far as a a leadership type of a, of a role. And with that, we started to, we got asked to speak through Aveda, um, the Neil, Neil quality, uh, corporation and to give classes on how to create team success. And what does team success look like? Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of things that um, I think are very important in team success. And it's as we continue, you know, as I continue to study other organizations and evaluate team success, there's always seems to be the same attributes that come up. Sure. A team multiplies value Mm -hmm. when you have a good team. A team compounds the vision. You have to have a very strong vision. A team completes one another. And a team sets the standard for the organization. Like you were talking about, when people come into Bernie Inc., there's a certain standard. There's a, there's a certain um, quality that we like to give to the clients. It's where everybody is on the same page. A team where everyone is a leader and a team where everyone wins. And so with that, as we continue to go and to teach the classes on leadership and inspire other people. It's not only about being the best leader you can be, but it's also about creating that purpose yourself first, having that vision 
and making sure that that organization has a vision statement, that each people within that organization have a mission statement, because that's where it mm-hmm. starts. Because if you don't have a roadmap and you don't know where you're going, you're not going to be able to follow a plan. So the most important thing is to have that vision in that direction. And so that's one of the classes that we really start off with is, is making sure that people have a clear direction, have clarity on where they're going. Yeah. And I would think, I don't, I don't know this, making an assumption here that business principles for hairstylists, there's probably not a, a likely bridge that exists. I would say there's not. And that's why y'all are fill, filling this gap, yeah. sharing the knowledge you have from your own experience and from, from other great leaders and bridging that gap. And in so doing, lifting everybody up. Yes, so that everybody can kind of gain from that wisdom mm-hmm. and be more successful in just their everyday business as far as their, not only just business-wise, but I also feel personal. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of completes each right. other. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I think, you know, just encouraging people to be leaders. A yeah. lot of us don't think uh, we are leaders, but we all are leaders, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what we train our team on is that whether they're, we have one girl working for us, she's 16 years old, and we're teaching her leadership qualities right now. How can she lead the team? Or when somebody starts to begin working underneath her, she's going to be a leader to them, mm-hmm. and she's going to be able to be a mentor. And so teaching those leadership qualities and encouraging them when we see them um, and letting them, because Bernie and I aren't going to be here one day. Sure. And so if we can't train our team to do what we do in multiple different ways, then we haven't been successful, I would say, in and our time with our girls. And so leadership is something that is super important to us and us as a team and that, and teamwork is very important to us. (laughs) And I love that. um, Sorry to interrupt, but that empowerment of someone who is 16 years Mm -hmm. old to breathe knowledge in them and then step away and say, okay, okay, you got this, you can do this. Yeah, And, that's and then you let them do it. <laughs> yeah. We do. Oh yeah, we do. Um, we, I always ask them if, when they ask me a question, I'm like, well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Let them think. So and that they're like, they can okay, a- well, so that they can answer it. And, you know, cause, and we also always say is we want to, our goal is to make you as successful as us. Right. I, you know, and I love that because, you know, it's, it's our goal, Jackie and I, to when we hire somebody or if we're teaching a class or we're doing a conference, when we look at how can we add the most value to these people. Mm-hmm. And I always think it's to, it's to give back, of course, as much of the knowledge as we can, but it's also to make them as, as successful as we are. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And you love on them while they're here, too. Lots of love. I always joke with them and tell them that I wish we could video them on their first day until where they are a year into their journey because um, it's so neat and so amazing to watch the confidence that Mm -hmm. our girls get and um, the talent that they begin to get. And it's it's a very fun thing to be able to mentor to our team. And it's got to be hard to watch them go, too, because you is. have to We've get We've had our hearts broken a couple of times. <laughs> do, especially because it. We're, it is, and we're all a family. And as Bernie that. says, it's we always go back to, did we make them a better person while they were with us? And I think when you can answer yes to that question, um, it helps mend that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you do, you hope the best for everybody. But yeah. it is, it's always hard. Yeah. And so much of life is a journey mm-hmm. Rarely are we planted in some place to stay there a lifetime. Yeah. 
right? So sometimes it's hard to move on. I know for me, leaving No Longer Bound, it was, it was, it was a hard, a hard goodbye, but it was necessary for the next phase of my life. Yeah. And I look at our girls that have worked for us and where they're at now. And I think it is a good fit for, for them at that time. And we were a good fit for them when they were with us. And that's, that's the question that we always go back to and ask is, did we, did we do what we were supposed to do? And if we could say, yeah, then that's all you can do. That's Just awesome. add value when you have them, you know? So I want to know what is the best part about working together as mother and daughter? Getting to laugh all day, we always, I don't know, there's so much that, um, just being honestly though, being able to work alongside my mom is such a blessing in so many ways. She's so wise and I have gotten to, every day I learn something new, we call them life lessons from Bernie. Mm -hmm. And so she'll just be talking to one of her clients and I'm like, man, she is so incredibly wise at what she (laughs) says. And so that's been one of my biggest blessings is just getting to be able to learn from her every day. Um, and that we also have fun. Uh, laughter is one of the things that at the end of the every day, we're like, did we laugh today? And so if we didn't, um, we took (laughs) our job too seriously. We have to remind ourselves that we are, it's just hair. Um, one of my aunts is a director for Northside and, they're literally saving lives every day and like people are coding on her and she's like, I had a really bad day. And I'm like, Oh wow, my day wasn't that bad. So (laughs) we always go back to saying like, did we laugh today? Did we have fun? And if we didn't, then tomorrow we need to do better. It is a blessing being able to work alongside my mama every day. I actually have been very blessed to be able to work beside Jackie as well every day. And one of the the qualities that I have admired about her is her love to invest in others daily. And for a young girl to give her heart, not only to her clients, but to our employees, our young employees that are fresh out of beauty school and to daily to teach them and instruct them and to encourage them to be the best that they can be is really a great attribute that I really admire in her. These key words uh, always come to mind with me when I think about Jackie and She teaches me a lot about sacrifice. Her genuineness um, also always comes out because she's always so, I feel like, truthful with the girls and with the clients. And she's an encourager. She's loving and persistent. And there's no other joy that I feel that I get than seeing her being able to shine by investing in others. So it's a daily thing that, I get to experience, and it brings me such joy and fulfillment to not only be, like I said, about making the clients beautiful, and as she said, part of her mission in life is to add value and to make them the best that they can be, feeling beautiful on the inside and out, but it's also investing in the lives of the girls in here and encouraging them to be the best hairdressers that they can be. I love it. I I mean, it's something I get to experience daily and it it takes a lot. It takes a lot of energy to do both sides of that. Oh yeah. And then I know we both have watched her step up as the event chair for the purse auction (laughs) and coordinate that with such professionalism and detail and love and care. I mean, you, you've really nurtured that event and made it what it is. So that's very cool too. Thank you. I think that goes to the, um, big boss and little boss we have developed. Tell me about that. (laughs) I love that. So, 
Um, as we said, Bernie and I, we both now co-own the <laughs> salon and we have, I, I have become big boss in the salon. So I, I that's do. my, that's eventually where I'm wanting to head. Cause as she said, <laughs> I'm not going to be around forever either. So it's my goal to make her big boss. Yes, so. so I'm, I'm big boss <laughs> and our girls know it. Bernie knows it. Our family knows it. And so I'm, I'm in charge of the girls payroll hours. I do all the kind of behind the scenes things. Um, teaching. I don't know. There's just, I have a lot of different hats. And so I said that I'm now big boss, but I do become little boss every once in a while (laughs) when there's a difficult situation. Maybe it's with a customer or maybe it's with one of our staff members. And I'm like, Hey mom, I need you to be big boss. And I need you to go talk to (laughs) her and I'm going to be little boss for the day. So that's just kind of our joke where Bernie's like, I don't want to be big boss. I want to be little boss. And so for the most part, she's little boss and, and I'm big boss, but it's just kind of, it's been fun. So I know when she comes around the corner and she said, you're big boss today. I'm like, Oh, what's in store for me? Not very often, but it does happen. It does happen. Makes us laugh. That is, I love that. Okay, ladies. So in closing, the word relevate means to uplift or inspire. What words of closing do you have for my listeners? As it relates to using your platform, whatever that may be, to uplift and inspire others. I have a couple of words. Is that okay? Of course. (laughs) So... One of my first ones is to know your why behind everything that you do. Um, I feel like knowing your why helps you stay focused with your purpose. And I ask myself one question in making decisions about my career and opportunities. I ask myself, does it add value to, the, to others and to the lives around me? Is it in alignment with my mission, which is to inspire people daily? And knowing your why gives you clarity to everything that you do. So I would have to say that in making decisions and as you continue on your path, whatever it might be, that every decision that you make, ask yourself, does it fit into your purpose? Know your why behind your doing it. Mm-hmm. The second word that I love is clarity. Yeah, Clarity is such a beautiful, simple word. And being mindful, it, being mindful of the present moment. Make sure that the decisions you make are in alignment with your values because your choices that you make today will impact your tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So having clarity on those daily deposits, whether you're putting them in finances or your health or your career, your family, your relationships, because those small daily deposits will add up either to be positive or negative for your future. One of the other words that I love, every year Jackie and I go on a retreat and we take the time to pick one word for the year. Bad Bernie, you stole mine. And (laughs) you're going to do focus? No, I was going to talk about the one word. Okay, I won't do that. So another word that I love is to master fulfillment, which we talked a little bit about it earlier, and it was that servant leadership role Mm -hmm. that in giving you receive a true fulfillment, seeing the joy that you get by giving. And as I have studied other entrepreneurs and leaders in all walks of life, the following is a couple of habits that I feel that on these leaders 
exemplify daily, not only in their life as a business, but in their everyday life. They wake up early, they read, they treat failure like gold, they serve others, they know their why, they avoid comparison of others. They have goals in their health, their finance, their spiritual, and their career. They always take a look at the three C's, which are commitment, consistency, and clarity, and they have a grateful heart. So each and every one of us, I feel like, has an opportunity to leave an impact or to leave a mark with the lives around us. And I think it's important to take that quiet time to master your fulfillment and to see where your purpose is, to see how you can give back your family, your friends, your coworkers, the people around you. So good. She's so wise. That's that's a life <laughs> lesson from Bernie right there. That's what I, I that's it. what I live for during the days. Um, mine is I would say that every year Bernie and I we sit down at the beginning of January, we take a whole week off of work and we go on a little retreat just to set our goals for the year, have a good mindset, set up classes. Um, and one thing that we do is we pick a word for the year. And I know many people do that and maybe you guys do that. Um, and maybe you don't. And if you don't, I'm going to encourage you to pick your word for the year. And this year, my word sounds super simple and it's completion. But completion is one of the hardest things that I know I struggle with of just finishing the task Mm -hmm. I started. I get super passionate and excited to do something and I go full speed at it. And then next thing I know is I'm on to another thing. And so I never finish what I started. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I've been working on this year for 2020 is to to work on what I began and just to finish the job. And so that's my word. I know Bernie's word for this year is focus. Um, did you want to elaborate on what focus is for you this sure. year? Sure. Um, I picked focus because it's my barometer. It's it give, it's my compass for giving me direction because the opposite of focus is distraction. And when you have too much noise around you, you're not staying, you're not having clarity and focus on your purpose. So ours this year, of course, is adding more value and doing more leadership classes and a couple of conferences and stuff that we've been kind of planting seeds in. And if I ask myself, does it fit into my why? And is it focused on our direction? And does it give it clarity? Am I adding, is this where I can add the most value? Then I don't do it. So I love having a word that kind of keeps me, you know, on a path that can help me make things black and white so that I can be more purpose-oriented instead of distracted with the noise that's going on around me. That's amazing, ladies. Yeah, so we're excited for our words for this year. That is so cool. And I think so many people, it's fun to kind of dream and, you know, envision what's possible, Mm -hmm. but you're right, it's in the execution. That's... I love that word, completion. Yeah, that's where, where, you know, you move the needle from A to, to A to B. I mean, all those great ideas, you know, if they stay in the ether, it they amount to not, right? It's in the work and completing the work that we really make the difference. One of the ways, and I'll end it on this, is how, because um, I'm behind the chair full time, we work a lot of hours and long hours, and I used to let that be a excuse to not work on my goals and to not work on business side of things. And so a couple years ago, probably about two years now, I've been waking up early. Um, I get up about 5, 5.30 every morning and 
work out and read. And so I began to study what successful people do in the mornings. Mm -hmm. And so since I started implementing that two years ago, my life has begun to change. And so before most mornings before eight o'clock, um, I've worked out, I got ready, I read, I wrote blogs, I have been able to work on the business side of things. And that started when I was reading one of John Maxwell's books. And he said that you can never change your life until you change something you do daily. That the secret mm-hmm. of success is found in your daily routine. And so when I started to good. look, isn't that a good quote? So good. When I started to look at my life, I said, is this setting me up for where I want to be down the road? And so every day it's the little things of mm-hmm. one little thing can move me into the right direction. And over 365 days, over a year, you can start to be where you want to do. So don't be discouraged by the big task. Take it down, break it down and to look at it and to how you can move the needle. Making those baby steps. Yeah. It's always about baby steps, Mm -hmm. is it not? Yes, it is. And if you get on track, just hop back on and make a few adjustments and get back on track. You don't need the start of a new year or some big milestone to make a change. Yeah. And I always like evolving. Mm -hmm. You know, I think sometimes when we can look and kind of get overwhelmed and start to compare ourselves to other people and, and think, oh, I need to be here, but... I think it's more about evolving and, or, and, and getting that trust and the integrity from things that you have done and that you have learned from to be able to give that wisdom to people. So I always tell Jackie, be in a hurry to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Every day, just take those little tiny milestone steps and, and plan and prepare and really you know, educate yourself to be able to like see where God's going to leave you because then doors start opening. Love that. When I look at you too, and, and I, I think root and bloom where you were planted. And I think you two are examples of that, that you've rooted into the community. You've made it better. You make people who work for you better. You're making each other better. You've made your families better, stronger. And that's what we need to be all striving for. And, and to use your platform, I mean, we, we all have influence, right? To be leaders and to make those around us to reach, you know, to take them by the hand and, and say, come on, let's, let's reach for higher and better and be stronger together. So I just, I love, I love what y'all are doing. I love both of you as people. And I'm just so thankful that you both are in my life. And we love you. We love you. We thank you for doing what you're doing and the impact that you're having on so many in our community. It really is truly amazing to watch you grow over the years and to follow your heart and your passion. I was, I wish I was headed for that shampoo bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe another day. I'm sure you could tell there is so much love, joy, and respect between these two. Bernie and Jackie hairstylist, industry and community leaders, mentors, philanthropists, rooted in faith and family. What an example they set for us to reach higher, treat others better, to love more, to give more, and to raise others up so that they too can be their best. I'm not counting, but they each use the word blessed a number of times. Remember, friends, a humble, grateful heart will take you far. Let's stay strong and rooted in what really matters. Faith, hope, family, friends, and love. Y'all stay safe and be well. I'm Rena Olson, and this is Relevate.